It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man. The Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. My name is J.J. Jackson. So good to have you here with us on this Friday, October 20th, 2023. We have waited long enough. Duke basketball is back as we've got countdown to craziness. A little bit later tonight inside Cameron Indoor Stadium, the first look at the 2023-2024 men's basketball team. Duke football getting set for another primetime game on ABC tomorrow night, this time from Tallahassee as they take on a top five team in the entire country in the Florida State Seminoles. And we'll talk about all of that today with our good pal from Devils Illustrated. It's Connor O'Neill who will be joining us on today's show. If you have not done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. Also be sure to check out our YouTube page. Like this video, share it with your friends as we're getting closer to a great time of year with the start of basketball season and football season really heating up as well. So a lot of good content coming your way. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see all of that. Without further ado, let me bring on the aforementioned Connor O'Neill who joins us here now. And uh, Connor, thanks for the time once again, as always, getting closer to November. Uh, we've reached a, a good little crossover season here, haven't we? What is it? Uh, I think it's the days get long and the the months get shorter. There's there's some phrase in there about uh, how everything it seems to all pile up and overwhelm you, and then all of a sudden it's over. Like it, there's in no time we're going to be covering a bowl, and then it'll just be basketball season. There'll be one sport to worry about. So yeah, yeah we're, we're in it now. No doubt about it. Really excited to uh, see what happens uh, for both of these teams, to see how these last six games of the year go for the Duke football team. And we'll get to that in just a little bit, but also this basketball team getting a chance to start off uh, the season, uh, let folks see them in action on the floor. A lot of eyeballs in the recruiting section uh, for Duke basketball with a massive weekend on that front as well. And, And then just kind of countdown to craziness being here to get our first look at this squad. It's been one thing all the way since like April to talk about these sophomores making a return for another season. Jeremy Roach making another run wearing that Duke uniform, a good class of freshmen. Now we actually get to see them be introduced and uh, play a little basketball for us. Yeah, we'll get a little basketball tonight, right? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I wrote... I wrote a lead that hasn't made it to publication quite yet, but it's basically um, it's, it's only a scrimmage. It's only, you know, two and a half, three weeks away from the season opener. Tell yourself that as many times as you need to tonight, right? (laughs) It's um, overreactions tend to fly. I've only been on the beat for a couple of years, but I can, I, I feel at least educated enough to say that like, this is the overreaction night. This is the night where you watch Christian Reeves go out there and score like 12 points with eight rebounds and think he's going to be the starting center. Um, no, no disrespect to him. It's just, 
this is the night to to kind of gauge individual skill sets, um, see how everything meshes together, see rotations, see what John wants to play around with uh, when he's going his guys on his guys. And uh, that's what I'm most looking forward to about tonight. And, and of course, also seeing what Stanley Borden does in his intro. That's the <laughs> we love the intros, even from those walk-ons, to see what they can contribute to the fun. Uh, Coach Shire did a little dance when he was introduced and went on the stage last season. So uh, we'll see what all of that looks like for all the players tonight at Countdown. And then, uh, yeah, it's good to have a little bit of overreaction because what we've been doing so far this offseason – is taking the quote-unquote uncut videos of scrimmages <laughs> and overreacting to them. Now we actually get to see a little bit more missed shots. Uh, we'll see a scoreboard uh, on screen keeping up with blue versus white, and uh, it'll feel a little bit more real than what we've kind of been teased with so far. Yeah, I guess if everybody shoots like 80%, then that's not good because it means their <laughs> defense is going to be terrible all year. <laughs> right. Um, right. Uh, I mean, I don't think Duke is going to play a bunch of 112 to 105 games. I don't know if that's the really the recipe John's looking for. Yeah. Um, no, we'll we'll see. The thing I want to see most is just the rotations and what he does with the backcourt. Uh, I want to see if it's you know, are we going to have Tyrese Proctor and Jeremy Roach on one team? Caleb Caleb Foster and Jared McCain almost superimposed their names there. Are we going to have the freshman guards on the other team? Um, are we going to mix them up a little bit? Uh, that I, I really want to see that. Um, you got to see how healthy Kyle Filipowski is. I know the the hip surgery was a while ago, but that's coming back from dual hip surgery is not a quick recovery. So we need to see how he's moving around. Um, I'm pretty sure last year at this time we didn't even know that Derek Lively was going to miss countdown. And, right. and miss kind of the preseason stuff. So we'll have to keep an ear to the ground on any late-breaking injury situations, anything like that. Um, trying to, I'm, I'm kind of trying to jog my memory of what John told us. Um, it's like the first day of practice. And that always comes with a caveat because the first day of practice, you never, you have some kind of grasp of what you want your team to be, but you haven't put in anything yet. Um, he did tell us that his defense wasn't where he wanted it to be, but then also told us that that's never going to be the case in September. He's always going to be pushing him on that end of the ball. So it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting night. And we're going to get to see it all play out on countdown to craziness, ACC network extra for those that want to watch. Uh, we've got plenty of coverage here on locked on. You're going to have a lot of good stories and contents there at duke.rivals.com. And we're going to continue talking about that right now after we take our first time out here on today's episode of locked on blue devils. Locked on blue devils is brought to you here today by our friends over at better help. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like, you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with the licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on college today 
to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, help, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on college, 10% off your first month. BetterHelp is a proud sponsor of Locked On Blue Devils. Today's show also brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. This is America's number one sports betting app and the number one sports book that we love talking about. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. A wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the National Football League. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside Connor O'Neill from Devils Illustrated. So talking a little bit about countdown to craziness tonight, a scrimmage, the blue-white game for Duke. Uh, they typically go about 20 minutes. Uh, an opportunity, I believe, this year to see the women's basketball team featured a little bit more uh, with head coach Carol Lawson. And they're always uh, a fun program. Excited to see them uh, get recognized a little bit. And then uh, always good to get back inside Cameron Indoor. And uh, this season, another year removed from, of course, the Coach K years. And uh, we move more into uh, this John Shire era for Duke basketball. And it's been quite some time, Connor, since we've had uh, so many sophomores kind of come back and make an impact for this Duke team. We mentioned Filipowski earlier, but even guys like Proctor, Mark Mitchell, Jaden Shute, you mentioned Christian Reeves a little bit earlier. What does their development kind of look like as we get set for this upcoming season? I'm excited to see them back in action these first few weeks. Yeah, that's uh, I there's there's kind of this interesting divide in my mind of the sophomores. Um, you know, they brought in seven freshmen last year, and the two that were expected to be one and dones are one and dones, and they're in the NBA. And then there's the three that came back after having really good seasons and putting themselves in position that if they would have gone into the NBA draft or if, even if they would have declared and gone through the process for a few weeks, I don't think anybody would have been all that surprised, right? The Kyle Filipowski Average 15 and nine was ACC freshman of the year. Tyrese Proctor showed, showed so much potential down the stretch. And I mean, I, I keep singing the praises of Mark Mitchell. Mark Mitchell was, was Mr. Do everything. And if you're looking for, you know, the top reason that Duke lost the game to Tennessee in the, in the NCAA tournament, I think you kind of start with Mark Mitchell missing that game. Uh, he'd started every game before then he's, Duke was 15 and one when Mark scored in double figures last year. Um, he brings a lot to the table. And then you have the other two freshmen that we didn't really hear much from last year. Like Jaden shoot was kind of the, in the backup quarterback syndrome role where he was the most popular player on the team when Duke was struggling. <laughs> uh, when Duke couldn't make any shots, it was, well, why don't they play Jaden shoot? We know he can shoot. Uh, and Christian Reeves, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting situation with Christian Reeves. It's been that way since he committed. Uh, he had a final two that did not include Duke, and then all of a sudden he's committing to Duke. Um, he he was better than they thought he was going to be and still couldn't really crack the lineup, especially when Derek Lively uh, got up to speed over the second half of the year. So you look at it as those those two between Shoot and Reeves um, – 
like you like you hit the nail on the head they're developmental pieces and i don't know how much they've developed uh we we really we'll get a glimpse of it tonight um but like i mentioned earlier christian reeves looks looked great in countdown last year so take everything with a little bit of grain of salt that it's countdown it's it's still two and a half weeks before the opener um but i really want to see if if or what or how much they can bring to the table this year because they kind of already have like we think we already know a lot of a lot of the known quantities for this team like we know what the backcourt gives you we we think we have a good idea what the freshman guards can bring um Jalen Blakes might be thrown in there as another one even though he's a year older than them he's kind of in that same role of uh he had a niche last year he lost a little bit of his role as the season went on and as Derek Whitehead became healthier. Um, I, I'm, I'm really curious to see how much uh, those that trio, uh, the two sophomores and Jalen Blakes, can bring to the table. Yeah, excited to get it started all tonight with Countdown to Craziness in the weeks to come here. We've got the first game of the season now 17 days away on Monday, uh, November 6th when Duke takes on Dartmouth. We kind of look at the next few days, few weeks for this Duke program. Uh, it's about to be secret scrimmage season uh, that we absolutely love. It seems as though there are reports out there uh, about a matchup with Villanova uh, on the horizon for the Duke basketball team and then an exhibition game. So if you kind of will, Connor, lay out the the game the next few weeks for the Duke basketball program because, again, you're not going to walk away you're, you are going to walk away with overreactions tonight, but when do we start to know for real kind of what this Duke team is made of? What does that look like? Yeah, overreactions tonight, um, you know, we'll, we'll snippets will come out about the secret scrimmage with Villanova. Um, I will plead ignorance and say I do not know when that is. Um, I would imagine it's going to be next weekend. I can't imagine the 28th is the day that I've seen and Ah. meaning next Saturday. So yeah, that's what I've seen. Okay. Um, So I'll have to kind of keep an ear to the ground on that one too. Um, Media day, ACC media day is next week. That's on Wednesday for the men. Uh, I think Tuesday for the women. Um, Obviously we won't know anything like they're not on the court there. That's just more for media. Um, and then the exhibition game is what November second, November first, or first, one of those, yeah. November second is a football game, so I I can imagine it would be November first for uh for the exhibition game. That'll show a little more. Um, I I tend to put more stock in the exhibition game, even though it's a, a game against a Division two school, UNCP is I believe the opponent. Um. Just because they're they're under the lights, it's a different opponent rather than your own guys. Um, I'm half inclined to say we're not going to know really about this team until that second game of the year when they play Arizona, though. That's the one that I really want to see. That's the one that I kind of have half a notion to fast forward me to three weeks uh, from today and and get me to that point and see what this team looks like against another high caliber, high major um, team that you expect to be in the Sweet 16 and competing for a Final Four berth. Yeah, you look at the schedule, you've got November 6th against Dartmouth to kick off the year, something official. It'll feel good to get that out of the way, get back into the season, ready to rock and roll. Then that Friday game, to your point, three weeks from today at Arizona, and then the very following Tuesday, 
uh, playing in the Champions Class against Michigan State this year. So uh, the tests are coming early for the Stuke program like they typically do at the start of a new season. So kind of excited to see how all of that plays out uh, as we move forward. The last thing to kind of touch on, we mentioned it briefly earlier, but uh, it is a pretty big recruiting weekend. Hearing <laughs> several visitors uh, expected to be on campus throughout the weekend, expected to be in attendance specifically tonight for Countdown to Craziness, uh, with Cooper Flag being the lead among them. Uh, if you will, kind of speak to the recruiting weekend that John Shire and his staff have ahead of him, Connor. Yeah, Cooper Flag's the main one. Um, that's the biggest fish. He's the number one player in the 24 class. He's in that spot because he reclassed from 25. Um, he's It was a weak 24 class, and it's not as weak anymore because Cooper Flag is in the 24 class. And there's, there's not really any better way to summarize it than that. Uh, it's his second visit to Duke. He, in my mind, has been a strong Duke lean for more than a year now. I uh, grew up a Duke fan. Um, he, from all indications, has loved Duke for a while. He did an early interview in his career when he was just starting to establish himself on the grassroots circuit where he called Duke his dream school and did some distancing from that so that he could still be recruited by other people. But it's just – it seemed to indicate for a long time that Cooper Flag and Duke are, are kind of a match made in heaven. Um, he canceled a Kansas visit a couple weeks ago. It's really just Duke and UConn that are recruiting him at this stage. Um, the funny little tie-in is he took his official to UConn when Duke went up there and beat them in football. I think that final score was like 41-7. to 7. Uh, I, I don't really buy into the stock that a basketball recruit is going to put all too much <laughs> emphasis and, and be influenced by a football <laughs> score, but but it's fun to think about. Um, he's not the only one coming this week, though. Uh, VJ Edgecombe will be there tonight. Patrick and Gongbo will be there tonight. I apologize if I've mispronounced that name, but uh, and Gongbo is really the last remaining target of the centers in the twenty-four class. Uh, if Duke does not land him, it's probably going to be transfer portal or piece together what they can at that five spot for, for next season. Um, VJ Edgecombe is honestly, it's an interesting fit. It, it's, it's kind of weird to me. Like he's a, he's a oversized guard wing type and Duke has a lot of those that are lined up to be on the roster next year. Like they've got Darren Harris, they've got Isaiah Evans already committed they just got a, rec a commit from Con Nupel in the last month. So it's interesting to me that VJ Edgecombe is still coming. I'm not saying he's not a take. I'm not saying he's like a bad player by any stretch. He's been one of the – he's been kind of a late bloomer, and he's really – he's still rising. Um, sometimes you get these late bloomers that they'll get shot up the rankings and then it'll kind of be an overcorrection and you'll see him fall back down a bit. He's still going up. He's, he's up into, I think some people's top tens, but like I said, it's, it's just an interesting fit to me um, with where he stands. So those are the three that, that we know are coming um, kind of always on, on guard to see if there's a surprise visitor for a countdown. Um, make sure you stay tuned tonight, but those three are the main three coming tonight. And, 
as of now, expected to be joined by the other three commits who you just laid out uh, in attendance as well. Darren Harris, Isaiah Evans, Con Knippel, all expected to be there. So uh, the goal, I would imagine, is that there could be some bonding amongst what would be your freshman class. Next season, they get an idea of one another, uh, spend the weekend maybe playing a little pickup and, and getting to kind of visualize what that looks like. Uh, potentially in the seasons to come. So should be really exciting, and I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about after this weekend. Let's take one final time out on today's show. We'll wrap things up after this right here on Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils here today brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. I'm always talking about my bird dogs. They make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton as they fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweating wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Bird Dogs are functional for any occasion. Go ahead and go to birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code LockedOnCollege at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash college for a free water bottle at checkout. You don't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Final few moments here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. I'm joined by Connor O'Neill from Devils Illustrated. If you will, my friend, promote the website, ways that people can get plugged in and involved with everything that you've got going on. How can they be a part of uh, your team and, and see all of your work? Yeah, it's duke.rivals.com is where you'll find my work. Um, we've got a message board there for anybody just dropping by or premium members, which is where scoops get posted. Um, we got premium stories. we got free stories. we got linked up stories from national members of Rivals team. Uh, there's a lot of fresh content there. There's still fresh content coming today. Um, there will be a preview on the Florida State game up in the next, I don't know, it'll, it'll be up by early afternoon. Uh, there's a feature on Tyler Santucci, Duke's defensive coordinator. There's a fun little story about Stanley Borden taking you through his intro uh, in the process that led him to walking onto the stage last year with a trench coat and a saxophone. Um, really a, a unforgettable for performance that I had a chance to talk to with him about at Duke's Media Day. So I love that. Duke.rivals.com. It's, uh, it's the place to be. Go check it all out. That's for sure. All right. You briefly mentioned it, but we do have a big game tomorrow. Primetime Duke football in Tallahassee set to take on the Florida State Seminoles uh, on ABC. So big time test. All eyes are going to be on that quarterback position for Duke. We'll see whether or not Riley Leonard makes his return to play for this Duke football team. What's it going to take to kind of keep the winning ways going, keep the momentum? Because 
Man, Duke's been in the national spotlight a good bit this season. They haven't, though, been tested on the road like they will be tomorrow. So in that hostile environment, what's it going to take for Duke to get the job done? Yeah, so I'll preface, I'll preface this with this is all so much easier said than done against a team like Florida State. I really think this is the most complete team in the ACC. Um, I think Duke has to be the first team all season to hold Florida State under 30 points. I don't think this is a game that Duke wins 38-35 or 45-42, anything like that. I think is just I think that's too much firepower, regardless of who plays quarterback for Duke. Um, so Florida State has scored not only have they scored 30 plus in all six games this year, they scored it in the six games last year that they ended the season on a six-game winning streak. So that's a tall task. It's it's easy for me to say. It's not that easy for Tyler Santucci to direct a defense to do. Um, I think Duke has to it, – It's this is the key for every team going into every game, but when you're playing pass rushers like Florida State has, it's especially important. Duke has to stay a, ahead of the chains. Um, you've got to stay in you know those second and medium or second and shorts. You can't get yourself a two-yard loss on first down where you're facing second and 12. It's just not a tenable situation to be facing Florida State in second and third and longs all night. Uh, they're just they're too good. They're they're so good at eliminating how much time you have in the pocket, and it it'll be a long night if they've got Jared Verse able to pass rush. Um, at, you know, two three plays every series, um, and and the third one, special teams play. Um, Duke has to have an advantage in special teams play. They're, it's it's kind of the great equalizer in games like this where I, I don't think we're I don't think we're out of line to say Florida State has a talent advantage in this game. Like Florida State has more talent than Duke does. Special teams can equalize that. Getting some hidden yardage on punt covers, kickoff covers, um, popping up a kickoff to the eight, but getting a tackle in front of the twenty five can always help. It's stuff like that where Duke can kind of close the margins and keep themselves in this game. I think it's a winnable game. I, I just think it's it's a lot of things that Duke has to do really well um, to be able to win this. Jordan Waters has found the end zone every single game this season out of the backfield for Duke. It's been a consistent, uh, even though we have had Riley Leonard out of the lineup in last week's game against NC State. The ground game in particular versus airing it out through the year. We talked a little bit about the Florida State defense getting after you, creating some of that pressure. Uh, what do you think is going to be the key to being more successful for Duke? Is it relying on Waters more and the guys in the backfield or whoever's at quarterback trying to find some kind of game-changing place through the year? What do you think that looks like? Yeah, I think it looks like a lot of what they did against NC State, which was run 12 personnel, and uh, that means they're putting one running back and two tight ends on the field. So this is this is a game where missing Nicky Dalmolin really hurts. Uh, Duke's starting tight end. He's not going to play. But Jeremiah Hazley had a great game as a first-time starter last week against NC State, caught a touchdown pass. And you got to also remember the reason he was moved to tight end from linebacker uh, sometime in the summer, maybe fall camp at the beginning, was Duke wanted more physicality in a in a run blocking tight end. So here it is, like this is the reason they moved Jeremiah Hazley is for this specific purpose of block, run blocking. 
And I, I if I'm not mistaken, Duke came out and started both tight ends against NC State because Cole Finney was in there too. And Cole Finney played, I think, more than half the snaps. And I don't think Jeremiah Hazley came off the field for, for an offensive snap. So you're going to see a lot more heavy personnel. Uh, you know, sometimes it might be boring. Sometimes a Duke drive might look like three runs into straight into the line of scrimmage and they might punt. And that's kind of just what it has to be. Um, they can't get impatient. They can't say, well, we had a three and out, so we got to start taking some shots. Uh, it's There's a fine line to, to walk there with running the ball successfully and not getting impatient and, and having a, that then that's where, that's where who plays quarterback actually comes into, comes into play. Um, Henry Bielan is going to be a really good quarterback. He already has a, an incredibly strong arm. That's where you kind of want Riley Leonard to be in there to, as long as his ankle is healthy to be able to run the ball. Cause Riley is a more dynamic runner. Uh, we we've seen that over a year and a half. Um, that would really help. And that's where that's where you should kind of be dialed in to see who plays quarterback for Duke. Excited to see it all unfold this weekend in Tallahassee. Big time game for the Blue Devils. And again, big time uh, coverage tonight for Countdown to Craziness, uh, recruiting and all of that more. Duke.rivals.com. Connor, as always, it's great to see you, my friend. Thank you for taking time to stop by the show today. Thank you, JJ. All right, that's Connor O'Neill joining us here on the program. Again, go check out all of his work, duke.rivals.com, for great coverage all around those Duke Blue Devils. That's going to do it for our show here today. Thank you so much for your support. As always, be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast for free. Also, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show each and every day. That'll do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you on Monday. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and Good day. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.